Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, back with another episode. Happy Friday. Um, I'm super excited to be back as usual. This is my safe, this space, this is my place for me to kind of throw everything out there, be honest with you guys, practice and share my learning experiences, my growth curves, all of those sort of things. Um, if you haven't already, check out everythingme.com for everything that's going on. Um, check out Everything in Me IG and Everything in Me on Facebook at Everything in Me FB. And to find out more information and actually get to see my latest video. And I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. I'm taking a social media break. On Instagram and Facebook, you'll be able to see the video and see why and how long and all those sort of things. So if you haven't already, check check those out because you definitely don't want to miss that. I wanted to talk about starving your distractions because it is aligned with this decision. So as I kind of dive into that, um, I think more will make more sense. So the idea is that you starve your distractions and feed your focus. And essentially what that means is you prepare to buckle down, hustle, get stuff done in a matter that you are really, really honing in on what's a priority, what's not, and leaning towards only the priorities and leaning away from the things that are just frivolous and aren't aren't necessary. Now, that doesn't mean that playtime, having fun isn't necessary. It definitely is necessary. Um, It creates the best, the best neurons in your brain and allows you to fully, fully enjoy being creative and imagining different outcomes and dreaming and all those sort of things. But what I found was that I was struggling with getting to my goals and my aspirations. And what I did is in a self-assessment essentially, and just tried to identify what are some of the reasons or some of the things that are holding me back from being able to get to that place. I am usually an energetic person who is all about, you know, making things happen and, Um, I noticed certain things were kind of holding me back. Now, I want to be very honest with you guys. There's a lot of layers to this. So the concept behind this essentially is to make sure that I'm self-assessing. So making sure I'm getting inventory as far as what's going on in my life. How are things happening? How are they affecting, you know, what's going on with me? Um, how are they contributing? How are they taking away? All of those sort of things. So my activities that I participate in, the energies that I, you know, integrate in, it's, it's, it, for me, especially over the last like couple of weeks, it's been a real like double down, you know, let me go within and see what I can pull out, see what's happening, what's going on there. And it's been intentional, completely intentional. So I've needed to do this in order to recognize what are the problem areas. So I essentially need a little bit of a tune-up. Now, for I wouldn't say the beginning of the year, but as I kind of assess, like, what are some of the things that I like that I do that I participate in that makes me feel accomplished, makes me feel um, you know, in tune with what's going on in life, et cetera, et cetera. I realize social media is one of those things that definitely helped, but also hurt in a sense that it didn't necessarily keep me as focused as I would like to be. It distracted me more than anything else. So that's why that came off the list. Um, for the plain and simple version, I go into more details with those videos. Um, everything in me, I definitely, especially in my second year now, um, want to elevate 
and reach a larger audience and connect with more people and be able to provide more access as far as different types of content. And even as we slowly, slowly making our way out of the COVID era, um, create an opportunity for us to get together and connect and retreat together. And so I'm super excited to, to be in the planning stages of that. But um, there's other things behind the scenes. So the Me Time Kit is definitely still on the table and that's yet to launch. I definitely have a lot of those pieces already in play, but it definitely needs some tweaking to get the final push. Um, other content that, you know, check-in sheet is one of the things that I have kind of already in draft form that also needs to be presented. So there's a lot of little loose ends that are kind of, all clashing right now in my life where I'm finding that if I don't really just hone in and focus, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot and I'm going to feel as though I didn't make it to the finish line because I just didn't drink enough water. I was too concerned about, you know, those watching me or what I could be doing after, you know, and dealing with, you know, distracting activities doesn't necessarily contribute to productivity. Um, and it's not like a distraction where you're saying like, oh, Sam, maybe you're not spending a t- enough time or giving yourself enough time to be distracted and to, to drift. Oh, yes, honey, I definitely do. Well, I will carve out at least an hour a day to kind of say, Sam, watch something you really enjoy, participate in something you really want, et cetera, et cetera. But because I want progress that directly conflicts a lot of the times with me being able to get progress, that's not the the... that's not the inspiration bucket I'm talking about. So the inspiration bucket is important for me to just get reconnected, re-inspired, reinvigorated. And I have those moments. I love those moments. And I'm noticing that, you know, my distractions, whether it be not actively sitting around enough time or overlooking how important it is to present, to be presentable, to present yourself in a way that you enjoy, in a way that feels like it represents you, that definitely has taken a toll on my confidence, my outlook on things, and the sense of being overwhelmed. So if you're experiencing these things where you feel overwhelmed, you feel like you don't have enough time in the day, you feel like um, you're just always exhausted, you're not able to focus, you're not able to um, complete tasks the way that you used to or want to, I would highly recommend, one, you got to do a mental assessment, like how are you viewing things? But two, reevaluate your priorities. So what are the things that are important to you? Are you setting yourself up for failure in a sense that are you adding too many tasks that have to be done in that given day? Or are you behind in general and you really need to set aside a day or a couple days or take some time off to focus on catching up and completely committing yourself to getting to the end goal? Um, It's really about repositioning and rethinking how you operate. And that's something that I've been very passionate about. And it's happened for me as far as how I've decided to break this down. It's happened in layers. It's not overnight. And it definitely wasn't as like easy peasy as I thought it was going to be. It was definitely a lot more complicated because I had to remove certain things, put in certain things, remove certain things, put in certain things to be able to find what works. And literally as I removed, so going back to, to my time and where it goes, 
um, as I remove social media, I feel like the gates, the doors open. Now, this doesn't mean that social media is not going to exist anymore because as a business, it's very important that I'm connected with social media. I think a lot of people go to social media as a sense of relief and release and to bond with other communities, especially for those um, who are still dealing with um, COVID and, you know, the fear of COVID and that experience like myself, you know, who have underlying, you know, issues, health issues, who are afraid to really like, you know, trust medicine and would rather take their own precautions, which I completely respect. Um, I think it's great. I think it's awesome um, that, you know, you're not afraid to wear the mask in the room full of people. You know, it's definitely, it can definitely seem like the odd man out. I know I've definitely experienced that at work where, um, majority of people are no longer participating in mass. And a lot of times I'm the only one being that I've never had COVID. I really don't want to catch COVID. And being that I've had a family member pass because of COVID and other family members be really, really ill because of COVID, it's still fear for mine and I'm not there yet, but, um, I digress. So being conscious, being aware, being, intentional about what's going on, what are the outputs, what are the feelings that you're, you know, I'm experiencing, I'm going through. Um, it's super important because they create they create the layers necessary in order to um generate or create the outcome that I'm looking for. So let me untangle this a bit. Optimally, where I would actually want to be, I would want to be reading my 12 books for the year. I started out really great this year of reading books back to back to back, falling in love with books in a new way, mostly um, documentaries, autobiographies, stuff like that, where it's usually first person talking about their lives. And I fall in love with the dynamics and the aha moments and the gems that people found useful or found important to to live on through books. And I'm right now listening to Gabrielle Union's book, um, We're Gonna Need More Wine. I think that's what it's called, the first version, because I started the second one that came up more recently. And I found that I didn't really understand because she kept talking about like, okay, now that we're here, the person that you met in the first book isn't who's, who, who I am now. And I'm like, huh, what? <laughs> so I had to I had to go back. But um, I'm really, really enjoying it just about womanhood. And it's super inspiring. And I'm finding that that is something that I've been needing to get back to. So that's one of the things, podcasting. I love, love listening to podcasts. I love having aha moments. I will tell you guys a little thing that I do. So when I manifest, I really try to focus on the pieces that are missing or the pieces that I want to enhance, the pieces that I want to be able to experience more of, or, you know, participate more in more in things like that. I always try to find different ways, better ways to be able to, you know, go through that. So experience that. And, um, the biggest way for me to do that is manifesting. So whether it be God, I want to figure out like, now that I'm in love with design, um, I need to really figure out this design, design solution. How do I figure this out? How do I fix this problem that I'm having or experience that I'm having or thing that I'm trying to fix? How do I fix it? And funny enough, I'll be watching a tutorial about not even it related, just in general. And, you know, somebody will do a DIY and I'm like, this is exactly 
what I was looking for. So I'm very intentional about this little things, but also the big things. God, how do I shape my view on being accepting of others when it comes to having a different opinion and, you know, dealing with feeling like we're arguing when we're really just trying to hash things out and get on the same page? How do I have better uncomfortable conversations? How do I develop stronger relationships with other people? And I allow those things to go into the universe and I just speak it out loud or I'll speak it in my mind and kind of set it there as like a a little gauger of like, okay, this is what I am in search of. This is what I'm, you know, looking to fill the gaps of what do I need to be doing? What do I need to focus on? What matters? And what happens is because that little feel is out there, that energy gets attracted to me and then I'll be able to come to um to come to to terms with a lot of those things that I'm currently working on. Now mind you, it's a process. It's not overnight. It's not in a day. Sometimes it'll take a week. But because I've kind of made a mental note of these different things that I'm trying to understand or gravitate to or come to conclusion, they come to me when it's time and they come to me and I'm able to catch catch them because I've I've sent for them. <laughs> I've literally put that out into the universe where I'm like, I need to figure this out. Can you help me figure it out? Because it's beyond me. It is greater than me. It's too much for me to be able to piece together in my own brain. I need the guidance and the assistance and the love and the guidance, you know, from you. And so I'll be able to get those gems. And you don't understand the sense of relief when you have the smallest you have the answers to some of your biggest questions or your smallest questions where you felt like I can't proceed unless I have that, or I feel stuck, or I feel like I'm not connecting the dots. And so, you know, in order to do that, you really have to hone in and focus on what the exact issue is or what exactly you're trying to understand or navigate in order to receive the benefit that is, um, you know, the answer. And, like I said, it's something you have to be attuned to. Now, if you are distracted, if you are worried about the wrong things, if you are not in your lane, I guarantee you, you will not catch the drift. You will not see the message. You will not hear it. You will not know it exists. You know, um, there's so many different messages that I look for dealing with grieving and that whole thing. Um, it's been challenging to understand not necessarily the why, because obviously it's for me, I feel like everything has its purpose, but on the other side or just in general, making sure that the souls that have crossed over are at peace and they are, you know, taken care of and they're okay. Um, you know, I'm just looking at life a lot differently now that it's happened to me in such a short amount of time, so quickly, so suddenly, um, you know, it definitely stays on my mind and just making sure that I'm, I'm living a life that honors them and I'm still connected to them, you know, matters to me. So there's many different ways and angles to approach this because there's so many layers to us. There's so many things to us. And I thought it was very important to to pay attention to those things because you know, healing, which is a big part of all of this, and that's something that I'm manifesting and I'm you know, searching to do in order to do so, sometimes you do need new information or you need to revisit that experience to be able to understand how would I feel about that now? How would I f- should I feel about that situation now knowing what I know or understanding what I know about the person and what they were going through or the scenario or that time period, all of those sort of things. How can I look at it from this, you know, mind frame? How can I start to focus on putting pieces back together and allowing myself to be free, 
to be in a better place, to be in a better mindset, to be in a better space in general. It's an intentional and and purposeful thing. Um, You'll definitely see more of that in the healing workshop. So check out youtube.com, search everything in me, subscribe because you'll be able to get all of the new workshops and what's going on with that. You know, feel free to reach out to me, sam at everythinginme.com check out, um, you know, life coaching with me and all those sort of things. We definitely have some space for a couple more clients. And so it'll be a really great experience for you to just understand a lot more what healing looks like, what being intentional looks like. But in order to do that, you have to be clear. You have to have clarity. You have to have, um, you know, a defined focus, starving your distractions or the things that are no longer serving you, like the things you cannot control, for instance, um, having situations with family members or friends or coworkers that are distracting you because they are participating in gossip or they're not growing, they're not aligned with their values, and you're you're trying to convince them or you're trying to educate them or you're trying to manage them or you're trying to work with them on getting to the next place or getting into a better place, but they're not interested, they're not hearing you, they're not understanding where you're coming from, and you're still entertaining the conversation. You are essentially just saying, I have time to drain in that experience. And my boundaries, my expectations, you know, the way that I carry myself is not enough for you to, to, to command your attention and to deserve your respect. And you spend all this time spinning your wheel, trying to micromanage individuals when you have the opportunity to limit or cut off or adjust access in order to maintain your peace, your healthy, um, you know, experiences and choice in doing things differently. You really have to find ways to start breaking down the different things that are just no longer serving you. And you may not be able to do it all in one full sweep, meaning you may not be able to understand or see everything as you're just thinking about it. But as time goes on, you start chipping away at the things that don't make sense. They're not adding up. They're no longer aligned with you and you start to let them go. If you haven't already considered you know, practicing this or changing your habits to be able to mimic something similar to this or doing something similar to this as far as starving your distractions, let me try and convince you a little bit more. Think about all of the things that you've been meaning to do, you want to do, you've been trying to do, but you haven't been able to get to them because your plate is so full. Now, a lot of times when we are natural givers or we're doing things for others, it's very easy for us to put things on our plate um, and not really think about it. Just kind of feel like, you know, I got to add it to my plate because that's the next thing I need to be doing or I'm responsible for this and I got to make sure this gets done instead of being conscious, um, intentional and really, really assessing the things that matter. So think of it like a spring cleaning when it comes to your priorities and the things that you're working through and the things that you're trying to get done. And also think about the version of you that you see in your mind, but maybe are not practicing in reality and what that person would do. How would they design their life? How would they spend their free time? How would they you know, create moments of happiness and, and fun and engaging moments? How would they alleviate um, some of the stresses? How would, what are the things that would be on their plate? And, you know, 
it's challenging because you're going to let go of some of your norms. You're going to let go of some of your natural things. You may even try new things because you've always wanted to, but you've never either had the time or enough courage. So for instance, something that I want to do is I want to get into more design elements and doing more hands-on projects and stuff like that. And I'm looking to take classes like live, maybe uh, virtual classes of different projects and stuff like that. I want to do more like dinner centric events where there's a wine tasting or experiences like that. But when you are so used to a routine, like for me, listen, by like 730, I'm already showered. I'm about ready to get into bed. Like I have really gotten to a routine of relaxing and I looked at my phone, I get about nine hours of sleep. So I don't have no maybe quality depending on, you know, what I'm going through from PMSing or whatever may affect some things. But as far as carving out that time, I don't have no problem carving that time out. But while I'm up, why not create new neurons? Why not enjoy new opportunities? Why not travel to a place that you're not familiar with, you know, and I've been sprinkling them throughout the last couple of weeks. And it's been super beneficial to me because coming out of COVID, you feel like you're in a box. You feel like you're tied up. You have some sort of like lock on you and it's very hard. Fear is, is very much alive and well. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to transition into a more, um, adjusted new version of being public, being with people in grocery stores, in UPS store. I'm always wearing my mask. I'm still hesitant, but I think the bottom of the bottom line is I was learning more about, you know, the great resignation and how people want to be treated and how, you know, people are standing up more specifically Gen Z and millennials are standing up for the things that they, they feel should come with the workforce and their money. And, you know, it's, it's very easy to get drawn into the very serious parts of life and the very real, realistic you know, um, experiences that we're all going through, but the enhancement of ourselves, the enhancement and further development of ourselves is our responsibility and it requires attention. And we ignore it over and over and over again because of all the demanding priorities or what deem to be priorities or what gets dropped on our plate or what gets added to our plate discreetly. And it's really up to us to rethink and to reclaim all of those pieces that we kind of have let, you know, go off to the side or no longer focus on because either we're afraid or we're um, you're not really paying attention to things the way that we should, or we're just kind of accustomed to a certain lifestyle. There's so many ways that we can interject our personality, our interest, um, our desires into our lives. And we have to take a stand. You know, I've had such great feedback of me kind of quote unquote resigning or, you know, putting on pause social media and the relationship that it has in our life. And to be honest with you, if you check it out, there's a lot of information that talks about the addicting features that are actually incorporated, embedded in the code of our social media platforms. And they are, they are targeting our neuro, basically our, our response or happy juice that we get whenever our reward hormone. And so we have to be very careful with that. And if you haven't found out, there's a lot of, you know, data that supports this and, 
you know, it's, it's, it can be challenging for some people because there's great app features like on our phones right now that will tell us, for instance, with iPhone, we'll, we can, if you go into iPhone, you click search or you go into settings and you go search, you click usage or search for usage and click and see how, how much you're utilizing all of the apps on your phone. Now, the smartphone has a good and a bad side. And when you start to recognize productivity is, is down or, you know, social is high, then you start to realize I'm giving myself, whether it be 10 seconds here, 15 minutes here, you know, three minutes there, you're all that time is accumulating, adding up, adding up, adding up. Now, when you have a business or work that has um, involvement in social media, it's, it's really hard to compartmentalize. You know, and the reality is nobody wants to be on all the time. Nobody wants to have to experience that all the time. But think about how many missed opportunities we've had because either we've set, you know, really rigorous boundaries in when our schedule has to be or when certain events have to occur in order to protect that sense of stability when life is just flowing and growing and moving and shaking and adapting. And we are not, we are not adapting to our age, to our lifestyle, to our interests, to the things that matter to us. We give up a lot. And I can't imagine, I was thinking about the other day of just how kids always want you to be a kid. They always find a way to get you to play with me or pay attention or listen. They always find a way to adjust themselves, not to adjust themselves, but for us to adjust themselves to them. They demand your attention. And, you know, I would like to think most of us give them that. And yes, it's a competing piece of us, but that adolescent piece directly relates to, you know, the version we are today because it makes up the first iterations of us designing our lives. And if you're struggling with connecting with your childhood, dealing with childhood trauma, I would highly recommend if you have a child to allow them to lead, allow them to lead, allow them to guide you, allow them to be the entertainment in the learning experience, allow them. The reason being is it really, um, starves your distractions as an adult. And it puts you back into that mind frame so you can adjust and assess and enjoy it at, at, you know, at that age, but also be able to set a step back, step back and say, Hmm, what did I miss? What could I have done differently or better? Or how could I really capitalize from this experience? There's so many different ways that you can, um, tackle this, experience this, enjoy this. It really, really, really just depends on you and how you want to show up for yourself in that way. Um, you know, distractions come in many different ways. It could be a phone call that takes too long. It can be a work meeting that takes too long. It could be an activity that's going to take too long. It could be so many different things, but leaning into what's deemed to be a distraction and cap using that maybe inconvenience, if you will, as a, as an advantage, I highly recommend that. So yesterday I was out and about trying to get some errands done and a relative, I kind of already sent a mental time limit as far as how long I wanted to be out and what I was trying to accomplish, et cetera, et cetera. And I noticed based off of the time that I left that there was a lot of traffic. Now, naturally everyone's response is like, oh, you're in the way of what I'm trying to get done. When everybody's basically in the way because it's prime time, you know, Miami time, people are out and about, et cetera, et cetera. 
instead of using that or feeling like here comes this friction or this hindrance, I capitalize off of that experience and said, I'm going to listen to my audiobook because now that I have an extended amount of time, what would normally take me maybe 30 minutes is probably going to take me 40, maybe an hour, you know, give or take. I can, you know, I can encapsulate that time and let me add it to something else that either I'm deficient in or I can do that's not distracting, that's going to enhance my experience. So there's different ways that we can kind of say, oh, wow, let me use this time for something more valuable. And that's what I was able to do where I was able to take that and say, okay, I'm going to make use of it. I'm going to make sure that I enjoy it. Another example of that is, um, you know, basically scheduling, if you will, or, um, you know, booking the time that I use for my self-care. So I look at it like a meeting. So if I can get it done in an hour, it doesn't really bother me too much because majority of my meetings are done in an hour. Um, and that includes working out, taking a shower, resetting for the day, or dedicating it to my calendar and writing the things necessary. There's so much time that I've already grabbed back by not participating in social media. Um, for one, but also just being very limited in a sense, like here are my checklist things that I want to get done. Usually it's a mental note, but um, it takes it takes some time to make sure I can unpack everything. But how can I break up my day to include the little pieces that are going to keep me motivated? You know, I actually bought a supplement from Ollie um, and I got it on Amazon that was about energy. So making sure I have a, a daily release of energy because in my ideal mind, the better version of me is more active, is more alert, is more engaged, is more dynamic, is more fluid with her day and is ready for whatever. And I found that I was definitely feeling some signs of like my energy diminishing, even though I was removing very like toxic things out of my diet and behaviors. I just wasn't where I wanted to be but that's fine. I can also find other ways to encourage it, to support it, to enhance it, all of those great things and just reprioritize things and say, it's okay if we go out to dinner at seven o'clock, as long as I'm home by nine, I I have still have a great night's sleep because I usually go to bed by 10. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's really about repositioning things and rethinking things to accommodate where you are now and allow for things that you can be excited about, encouraged by, to exist without feeling like you're you're removing or you're taking away other pieces that you know that you're used to having and it's really about sacrifice you know again starving your distraction and feeding your focus is about sacrifice it's really about just adjusting and spending time with yourself and another huge thing i was talking to my sister about that we definitely feel like we're self-diagnosed with ADHD um where you you've been conditioned a lot of us have been conditioned to um, worship individuals who are great at multitasking, are able to do multiple things all together, short amount of time or um, simultaneously without missing a beat. This is something that I was priding myself on. I was like, I'm your girl. I can do a little bit of everything for work that was rewarded, for home life that was rewarded, in a relationship that was rewarded. I was able to just, just take everything and make everything happen, make everything work. And I realize over time and just learning new information, that is not a good idea for your brain. It cuts off your thought process prematurely over and over and over and over and over again. It is mentally exhausting 
to do. And so one of my biggest ways that I've been able to cut back is I would literally verbally tell myself, do not move until you finish this. And I find like, for instance, when getting certain things done for work and stuff like that, if I can sit in that space or focus on that task for at least 30 minutes, I can get into like a runner's high. Like I can get into a space where I can just knock it out. But if I allow myself within those 30 minutes to be distracted by anything. And previously it was always social media or mostly social media. It's going to be harder for me to knock those things out of the park. And so learning that about myself through therapy and just analyzing myself, I realized that I need to take a step back. I need to be intentional. I need to set myself up to win by creating an environment that I have either a snack or have everything that I need to focus on whatever I'm doing or stopping myself in that moment when I want to shift and move on to another task and kind of say, are you done here? Are you done or are you taking a pause? And what what are you doing? Please don't get distracted. Just wait, just wait. Um, And that's definitely helped me be able to just reshift things, look at things from a different perspective and be able to accomplish things from a, a better standpoint where I feel more accomplished and I feel more um, complete with the things that I've been wanting to do. And I worked on that this weekend where I was doing a lot of DIY projects that I literally have been collecting supplies for in my kitchen. And those are little signs. When you find yourself either starting a project and leaving it and it's just sitting there or starting another project and leaving it, when you start finding little pieces to the puzzle all over the place, you definitely have an issue with multitasking and you have to be careful and you have to be intentional and maybe setting up a schedule where you'll say, this day I'm gonna focus on completing this no matter what. This day, I'm going to focus on this no matter what. And then when you start seeing the progress of that, you feel lighter. You feel more well-rounded. You feel more intentional. And it's such a beautiful place to be in. Um, you know, people can be a distraction as well too. you know, engaging with someone that is basically sucking up your energy, taking from you, um, removing the opportunity for you to be able to knock down things and get things done. They're not supporting you. You know, they're, they're giving you information that is irrelevant to you. They're not supporting your healthy decisions, all those sort of things. Removing them from your life makes a huge difference. It may seem like you are ripping off the bandaid or you are walking out of the surgery room, but honey, when I tell you the breath of fresh air that you're going to have on the other side is so important and it's so much greater and grander. And it is literally like a weight that will be lifted off of you. It's so important to do. And I just recommend everyone and anyone to be able to start making those little subtle decisions, be something small, just to make sure that you can keep your head above water, but also feel more confident in what you're doing and feel more aligned with where you you are and where you want to be, because it is not comfortable when you feel like you are just wasting your life away and you're not paying attention to how things are rolling out. And you're going to look back and say to yourself, what the hell was I thinking? Like That's one of my biggest fears is not being able to say that I lived, like I lived. Can you confidently say that to yourself right now? If today, if the next hour you are gone, I'm not saying be drastic and move to another country. And maybe that's something you've been pondering and that's, you know, you've been distracting yourself from doing that, whatever it may be. But living is a gift. Living is once in a life. You only get one try, one try this. And I'm definitely all on board on doing that and I'm going to make that my business. And I just can't wait to see what that yields. And I just 
take it baby steps because it's scary as shit. It's uncomfortable as hell, but it's the best feeling to just know that I'm living. I am living. And I hope you guys consider and, and will live more too. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Everything in Me.